What's up, everybody? Back. Podcast time. And as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. Uh, Our mission with All I Need is to contribute to skateboarding culture by any means necessary. A couple ways we do that is this podcast. uh, We do an annual skateboard contest, the New England Am. Actually, that's coming up November 5th and 6th at the Edge Indoor Skate Park, so mark your calendars, please. Uh, we support artists, we put their art on our skateboards and on our apparel, which you can check out at allineedskate.com. Uh, and a cool thing is if you purchase one of our decks from your local shop or you cop some of our apparel from our online store, that money goes directly into supporting core skateboarding and helping keep this show afloat. So thank you. Um, next up, next up, let's see. I wanted to talk about Roll for Rob. That's coming up July 24th, and that's hosted by Civil Skate Shop, and it will be at Kennedy Plaza Rink in Providence, Rhode Island. Rob Ponce is my friend, and he's been a skateboard rep for many years, and he's supported New England skateboarding and held it down for a long time, and he's currently battling with ALS. And these events, these Roll for Rob events, are to help his family financially with uh, medical bills and they've already had two events and they were great turnouts and uh, a lot of epic people came together for a great cause and this third event at Kennedy Plaza Rink in Providence is going to be no different. I'm really excited to go down there, see everybody. I heard some really epic pros are coming as well so I hope you guys can make it out for that. Uh, Our guest today is the one and only Cooper Will. I've always admired Cooper skating, and after sitting down with him, the man is epic. And it's nice to know that his skating and personality are, are one and the same. Enjoy. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, yeah. on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real, recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty awesome. good. Good playing. Sweet. I just just got back from that trip. I'm fucking kind of jet lagged. What a skate trip? Uh, no, but uh, no, it was like a family trip thing. Nice. Remember when you first hit me up? I was in Sweden, then I went to Portugal. I was in Sweden for like a month, and then Portugal for like a month. Whoa, sick! That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. And then you came back, and you had to do family duty. No, I mean the whole trip. 
was family duty. My wife had a, a job out there. Oh, sick. So actually now I'm back here solo. They're still out there for the next two weeks. Right. Um, okay, let me just make sure I'm in this. I'm going to be drinking coffee and smoking weed this whole, entire time. Fuck yeah. Just so you're not caught off guard as I'm like, my, listen, <laughs> my listeners know I have a certificate. I talk about it all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Um, I have a list as well, Cooper. I wrote a bunch of stuff, so we're going to cover some terrain today. I hope you're down. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's start with where are you right now? I'm in San Pedro, California, where I live. Nice, and you guys have the the park up there, right? Yep, we got Channel Street. Yeah, and that we have a, a newer park too called Pack Park. But yeah, is Channel like, Street. Is that like a is that like a, the new one? Is it like a street park or is it like tranny? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's another tranny park. That's kind of what we're missing here. Is like a good street park. That's all right. You guys can yeah. probably go to LA and find them all there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you go to Long Beach much? Yeah, pretty often. Just like right over the bridge. I don't know if you remember, I think the only time we ever bet, you were here in Pedro. Yeah. Yeah. You were skating with a Tivo. We came up on you and you guys were you were switch flipping those stairs downtown. Yes. No shit, dude. That was, <laughs> fuck. That was like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. Got been like 10 years or something. I don't know when that was. I really like San Pedro because I was living in Long Beach for a while and we'd go to San Pedro and find like cutty spots and... Um, there was some like really amazing views out in San Pedro too. I remember. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty rad. It's kind of a, a little bit of a gem on the coast, you know, not so many people. I mean, a lot of skaters end up coming here, but half the time you tell somebody like, oh yeah, I live in San Pedro and they, you know, they live in fucking wherever in Hollywood. They have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. San yeah. Pedro. <laughs> it could be fucking San Diego for all they know. Yeah, it doesn't even feel San Pedro doesn't really feel like Southern California. It's got all the industry and all those. Uh, it's got like a port there, right? Yeah, yeah, we're right on the port of LA. Wild, so wild. How long you been in San Pedro? Uh, sort of off and on since '95. Nice. I moved here with my family when we were when I was 13. Nice. So, um, and then. Yeah, I don't know. When I when I got out of high school and shit, I moved up. I lived in Hollywood for a bit, and then uh, I don't know. Moved back here. My parents ended up moving back up to Oregon, where we're originally from, when they retired. Um, How is it up there? Oh, it's it's rad, really rad. I love Oregon. Um, they're in Central Oregon, kind of up in the woods. They live in like a super small community, just like couple hundred people that sounds sick oh, it's so sick i mean it's all it's i don't know if i could live there year round because it, it's pretty crazy in the winter being super lonely just out in the woods you know yep but uh it's it's rad to visit <laughs> yeah especially the contrast between southern california and oregon are probably it's probably good to hit the opposite extreme exactly it's rad to go up there for christmas for a couple weeks it's super snowy and cold or um even in the summer it's just like summer in oregon is insanely nice <laughs> is that where you were born uh, i was born in washington state actually oh sick I was the, i've lived all up and down the west coast nice. born in washington my whole family my parents are originally from oregon we were just living in washington when i was born i lived there for a couple of years but then we moved back to oregon and uh 
everybody else. I was actually, my middle name is Mackenzie for the Mackenzie River in Oregon. Nice. My, I was the only one in my family that wasn't born in Oregon, so my parents, like, gave me that little Oregon, little Oregon love. Yeah, there's a little piece for you right there. Yeah, yeah. What did your parents do, or what do they do, I guess? Uh, no, they're retired. My mom was a teacher. She taught, she was teaching, like, first grade at the end, but, I mean, she actually taught all types of different grades over over the years. And uh, my dad had been a teacher when he was younger, but then he just ended up working in, like, aerospace industry. Um, I don't know. He was, like, writing speeches and stuff for, Honeywell, for like, the president of Honeywell and stuff. He did a lot of, like, writing P- PR stuff. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, someone has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really – doesn't sound – Really rad to me, but <laughs> he did a good job. <laughs> um, where did you find your first first board or get into skating? Was it Oregon? Um, it was actually all right. So the first time we moved to California when I was nine years old for just one year, we lived in uh, Laguna Niguel, which is like right between LA and San Diego, and uh, that's where I first got into skateboarding. My neighbor and I had just like saw another neighbor kid skate by on a skateboard and we just got super hyped and um i don't know started saving up money but then i ended up getting a board for christmas that year um so yeah nine years old have you um nine years old damn that's young i started when i was like 13 i'm 12 or 13 right there Mm -hmm. um were you into any other sports were you doing anything at nine years old before you skated (laughs) I have no clue. Peeing your pants. <laughs> climbing trees and shit. Nice. <laughs> Can't even remember. I used to fish. Okay. I used to fish before uh, I skated. Me and my homie oh, yeah. would, yeah, we'd go to Walmart and steal fishing lures, and then we'd go fish. That's <laughs> uh, rad. Just no. fishing in streams. Like in the ocean? No, no, not ocean. Just like yeah. lake stuff. Like we catch yeah. bass and a lot of sunfish and fucking turtle, painting turtle yeah. once in a while. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to do the same. Fly fishing up in Oregon, actually. Whoa, that sounds cool. Oh, it's amazing. Still love to do that whenever I have the chance. Whenever I go go up there and meet up with my dad, we'll go on like one or two fly fishing trips. Just day trips or whatever, but dude, so fun. Mostly, fly fishing is amazing. Is it trout? Is that what you catch when you fly yeah. fish? Sick. Yeah. Almost always just rainbow trout up there. Damn, that must be cool because the fly lands on top of the water, so it's always an explosion, huh? Yeah. Nice. It's pretty rad. It's something, you actually might be into it because it's like, you get a super, uh, you got to be really patient. I mean, obviously it depends where you're fishing. You might be somewhere where there's a lot of fish, but. A lot of times you're just going for hours and hours where you're just casting. Oh, you like you cast up river, watch the fly come down river, and uh, you could totally get into a weird like zen zen state of mind. You kind of drift off in a way. You're like completely focused on the fly, just waiting because any second the fish hits, you got to yank it and try and set the hook. You know? Yeah, dude, that sounds amazing. It's so fun. It's so exciting. Yeah, what I used to do is. We'd have a little trolling motor, and I would take, like, a lure that floated on the days when the water's super calm, and I would mm-hmm. just troll outside the lily pads, and it would just be like, you'd be watching it, kind of like you said, like, in a zen, like, chilling mode, and then as soon as it hits, it's like an explosion, and then it's on. You set the hook, and then just, like, trying to get it in the boat is, like, the funnest shit. So. That's cool. 
That's funny that we're talking about fishing. I didn't expect that. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to go. How long have you been a professional fisher fisherman? <laughs> Sick. Uh, were your parents cool with you skating? You got in at nine, so you probably weren't doing too much crazy shit. No. Yeah, they were always cool with it. I would say they were pretty much always supportive of it. Never really tripped on the the safety or anything like that. They were just happy that I was stoked on something, I think. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Yeah. Did you, um, have you ever, we're going to skip around a little bit. Um, have you had any odd jobs, like, growing up, like, weird jobs that you just remember? Not really. I, I've been pretty ridiculously lucky about hardly ever having a real job. Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. Job. Yeah, I mean, it was like one summer up in Oregon where my parents live now. Um, this place Camp Sherman. There's the Camp Sherman store. It's super tiny. It's like a general store, you know? And uh always wanted to work there. And then I believe the law was that you could start working when you were 14 there. So, like, the owners knew that, and they called me um, right before summer started. Like, hey, are you going to start working this summer? I was like, yeah, so, super psyched. Worked there for, like, two weeks, and then... It was a super weird thing because my brother worked there too, and he had worked there for a few different summers, and then this time he got in some argument with, like, one of the bosses there and got fired, and then I basically just quit right after that. <laughs> <laughs> You're on his side. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, um, it wasn't going to be your career. Let's say no. That. <laughs> no. But, I mean, yeah, I was pretty lucky. Never having to, like, really work. Um Except for skateboarding. That's nice. I guess this is a good segue to how old were you when you first got, like, um, a sponsor? It doesn't have to, like, a shop sponsor, like, the beginning. Oh, yeah. That probably would have been 14 or 15. A uh, shop sponsor here in San Pedro called Boards and More. Sick. <laughs> was it owned by skateboarders? No. It was owned by an old lady. Nice. Named Terry Werner. Um, not that, I mean, she was like 55, I think it's funny. Cause one time, like they had a ramp in the back. I mean, it was a salt, it was a rad shop, but I don't mean to, to, to talk shit about it. Cause she was super supportive. She just like opened it cause her son liked skateboarding, but her son was this like 350 pound giant dude. who's like six foot eight or something. Uh, he liked skateboarding, but he couldn't skate. It, it was bizarre. That is a little weird. <laughs> they had a ramp. They had a ramp in the back, which was sick. It was it was an awesome little thing. We had a, a pretty sick little team. They would hook us up pretty good. I think she would just flat out give us boards when we needed boards. No, sick. Just, like give us boards. Um, so it was a, it was a solid little thing. What else like, did they sell there, Coop? It was boards in what? In what? Um, I guess snowboarding stuff. Um, I feel like toward the end, maybe her daughter opened up like. A pet shop on the side and in, in there. <laughs> I can't. Are you just making stuff up? <laughs> Sounds like it. It might be. A, it was a long time ago, but uh, yeah. That you was know, my first sponsor. Yeah, that's a that's a good first one. Um, yeah. I was always hyped when Willie Santos had a skate shop with like a haircut salon. Salon. I was like, Damn. so sick, right? Yeah, double duty, dude. That's sick. <laughs> Catch a fade and get a kickflip going. Uh, I love that. I love that you did that. It's such a random combo. 
<laughs> all right, let me go to my list real quick. I want to make sure I get all this. I'm going to cross off some of it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's your normal day like, man? Oh. The honesty. You got to be honest, though. <laughs> Don't fluff it up. Just give me an average day. <laughs> oh, I've been so out of it because everything's been traveling for the last two months. Um, I guess normally I would wake up. 7.30 or something, whenever my daughter wakes up, um, I don't know, just make breakfast, hang out with her and the wife. We both have like really mellow, uh, whatever, independent contractor kind of jobs where we don't have to go off to work or anything in the morning, which is rad. Nice. So no hurry, you know, just hang out. My daughter's three and a half, so she doesn't, she's about to start going to a preschool thing in the fall, but um, I don't know. Just basically hang out and then start texting day one and a couple of our other buddies, see who's skating, see what's going on, see where we're going to meet up, um, as long as I'm skating that day, and then try and be out by like, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something like that. How, how old's your daughter? Three and a half. Wow. Sick, man. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sick. I give my friend Ramsey a hard time because like... He just had a kid, and I'm super happy for him, but now his, like, skate time's cut, and, like, yeah. no, well, unlike you, like, you, you actually are involved with the skate brand and stuff like that, like, he, he just got a normal job, and, like, he's got kids, so, like, I just miss him, and I always give him shit for it, you know, but, mm-hmm. but then again, he's got a little kid that loves skating already, it trips me out. Sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Luckily, I have the excuse that I'm a professional skateboarder and I have to go skate. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think the wife would be cool with it. Yeah, that's nice. Just, like, blowing off to go skate. Are you officially married or is it just you? That's yeah. tight. tight. Official, man. Official. How was that? Uh, it was pretty cool. Just got married two years ago. Um, probably wouldn't have even... My, my chick is Swedish. Sick. So, um... We were, I mean, we were just happy not being married, and she didn't care about it either, but, uh, yeah, it just came time to be, like, we already had a kid, we were kind of struggling trying to get her a green card or whatever, so it was like, oh, why don't we just make it official and get married already? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's sick. That's, me and my lady are engaged, we've been engaged for years, and, uh, I don't know, same thing, we're both so busy doing stuff, like, creating stuff and trying to do stuff that we're passionate and hyped on. That like that's like on the back burner, you know. It's yeah. like, but it's good you guys did it. Was it a small wedding or yeah, super small? Nice. Uh, I was so psyched that my chick wasn't like fixated on making like some huge wedding. You know, she didn't care. She's like, oh, this is have like you know family and a couple friends. It was like eighteen people or something like that. Nice. Right here in town, actually, it's super strange. I never knew it before I was with her, but the Swedish Church of Los Angeles is actually here in San Pedro, so it's perfect. We like go down there, tie the knot, have a little party at our place, and done, done deal. Do the Swedish <laughs> eat a lot of meatballs, or is that a stereotype? No, they do. <laughs> <laughs> They're super down with the meatballs. <laughs> Are you joking? Are you serious? No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> love it. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good quality. Meatballs, meatballs, mashed potatoes, and lingonberry sauce. <laughs> All about it. Did, all right, here's a question. Did you ever expect to be a father? Like, when you were younger, did you ever, like, was that something you were into, or? Um, I don't really know. I, I, I guess I just expected it when I was younger, then I kind of wasn't 
ever really thinking it was going to happen, and I wasn't fixated on it or anything, you know. I was kind of, I don't know, laid back about it, I guess. Yeah. My chick was kind of starting to stress about it. Like, hey, we should <laughs> should think about having having one. So, yeah. Ended up going for it. Yeah. And that it's seems gnarly. Yeah, it is. It's definitely an insane life change. Um, you definitely want to make sure you're like into it before you, before you do. <laughs> yeah, it's like going for the gnarliest trick. You got to make sure you're fully committed. Like, <laughs> exactly. Don't fuck up. Fuck your bail. What you got? But um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's so insane. I don't even know what to say. It's so so rad having a kid. Yeah, um, that's what everyone says. Once they have a kid, they're like, oh, I can't imagine not having a kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say that about anything in life, though, too. <laughs> like, oh, True. Man. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to take this job, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I love this job. You know? <laughs> it's different with a kid. It's, like, completely irreversible. You know, you're going to have that kid for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's Yeah. And it's just, it's rad. It's, it sounds rad, but it sounds terrifying to me. Yeah, Sorry. in a way it is, but I don't know. It's so like, it's definitely overwhelming right at the beginning, but then you kind of get into the groove, and I don't know. The first few months completely just suck. <laughs> it's like the worst thing on earth. No sleep. Kid is just like crying all the time. Basically, there's like nothing cool about them yet. <laughs> all they do is like shit and cry all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like a little caterpillar. It doesn't even really communicate or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. energy. Yeah, they just, like, destroy your life and don't give you anything back. But then, like, once they start finally, like, smiling and showing you a little bit of personality, like, four or five, six months in or whatever, you're just so psyched. Yeah, I can only imagine because it's, like, uh, in the fact that it's a mixture of you and your lady and it's in front of you and it's, like, you're starting to see that, like, that. Mm. Yeah, I start to get scared thinking of that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's, like, the fragile, the how fragile everything is, you know? Like yeah. It's awesome. I'm glad people do it, though, because if we didn't have people, like, there'd be no skateboarders. We need people <laughs> skateboarding. <laughs> man. We need people to breed so we have a skateboarding economy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right, we're getting back to skateboarding now. Family talk is done for now. We may come back. <laughs> um, let's see. What was uh, what were some, like, early influences? Like, when you were young and you started, like, watching – I'm assuming you started watching videos and magazines like the, like everybody. What got you hyped, like, early on? Let's see. First video I was super into was Toy Machine Heavy Metal. Nice. Um, I don't know. I think I liked everybody's part in there. But Ed Templeton, for sure, was just, like, always the sickest. Yeah, so good. You know, it's like such a strange. I mean, he ripped, and he had such like a strange style of dressing, and I don't know. It was sick, man. I loved him. So yeah. loved watching that, especially that video. But any of those old videos, Ed was sick. It seems like his tricks were ahead of ahead of time too, because everything he did throughout his career is like now popular in skateboarding. I feel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Totally do that. Yeah. Uh -huh. That, that was a good video, definitely. Yeah, but I, I mean, that's, I don't know what year that was, 95 or 90, no, 94, 95. Um, I don't think I, I'm kind of, I watched a few videos, but I don't even really remember them before that. 
I was mainly just like about going out and skating at the time. Like, like I said, when we lived in Laguna Niguel, I was nine years old. And then this sum, that summer, we went back up in Oregon, <clears throat> just like on summer break. And my mom like took me and my brother and my sister. I was like, hey, so we're trying to decide if we want to go back to California this year or if we should just move back to Oregon. And um, I guess the option was to like start living in my grandma's old house because she just moved out. And I voted for moving to Oregon. This is Eugene, Oregon, nice. just because um, her house was like three blocks away from the Amazon skate park. <laughs> I was like, all right, I want to move to Eugene. That's short time thinking. You got to think long term. <laughs> completely. <laughs> it's insane how I think about it. Like, wow, I based that decision solely on the fact that I wanted to go skate the pole. <laughs> Amazon park. It's like the worst skate park. Too. Your footage would have been so different. <laughs> But, I mean, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad I got out of there, too. I'm going to go to school, but I kind of, I don't know. I don't know what my personality would be like if I had just grown up there, continued to grow up there. Yeah. Like a uh, small, is it small townish kind of? like? Um, Laguna Niguel? Yeah. Or e Eugene? Either or. Eugene's a city, though, right? Yeah. But it's kind of a small shit. I, I believe it was like... 80,000 people or something like that. I think it's like third biggest in Oregon. Yeah. Super like hippie-ish community. College town. University of Oregon is there. Nice. Um, Silas is from there originally. Um, I love all footage from there because it looks like um, weathered. And I love yeah. That. Yeah. But it's not really that fun to skate there because the streets are weathered. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know about that. East Coast. Yeah, dude. Our spots, like, they look cool. It's like when you see spots in London or over there, too. Like, they look amazing. You get there and it's just like, especially out here, there's like a crack or the landing's rough or it's perfect, but this, but I don't know. I'd rather take the way it looks than, like, have to do double flips and tricks, you know? Like, sometimes I don't mind that the spots are rough because it's like you have to focus more on aesthetics and, like, style, I feel. Yep. You have to like kind of, it's not about technical, dumb, you have to dumb it down a little, which I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I, I love that. It's, I wanted, uh, I was watching your parts, I, I texted you earlier and I was saying I, I was going back and re-watching everything and uh, I noticed you don't skate a lot of rails. Yeah. Conscious decision or just? It sort of became a conscious decision, I guess, around, I don't know, I guess Almost video round three. I think I remember that. that video part. I didn't really skate any rails. But before that, I did. I, I used to, uh, I don't know, I trip out on it now because I used to love skating rails and jumping downstairs. Yeah. That was just like fun. But um, at some point, it just stopped being fun, you know? It, I guess, I think I had a few small injuries, maybe nothing too serious. Um, I was always like tweaking my ankles. So, you know. I think it kind of just happens to everybody unless somehow you miraculously never get hurt. Um, yeah. You know, you're younger and it's, it's fun to jump off shit. And then at some point, like you just get sick of being hurt. You kind of tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Basically what happened for me, you know, I like it. Yeah. It just wasn't fun to jump off shit anymore. I'm still like, I'm, I don't know how, how old are you? 34. Okay. I'm 33 and I'm still skating handrails, but I'm definitely like at the point where I'm like, I know my number now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know my height. I can gauge it. You know, I can look at it and go, uh, nah, no, nah, that's risky. <laughs> <laughs> you 
so I can feel the tides changing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm still, I, if there's like a small handrail, something mellow, six or seven stairs, and it's like not too steep, I'll still, I'd still love to skate rails like that, you know? Yeah. But for awesome. sure, it's like, at some point, it's no, it's no fun to huck yourself down something for an hour and like try and get some trick and just be sore as shit for like a week. Yeah, it's like your testosterone, you just blow it all out because you try <laughs> some young kid who's not getting laid or angry. <laughs> no offense to anybody out there, but I've been that guy. <laughs> um, all right, back to, back to the skateboarding world. Um, what, what would you like consider, like what was the next move after the skate shop sponsor, Boards and More? All right, so Boards and More, they started making their own boards, tried to do like a Boards and uh, board company and it was called boards and boards well it was called bam like boards and more b-a-m sick um and whatever it was kind of cool i think we had a couple uh pretty decent writers but obviously you know it was basically just like a shop brand um nothing really happened with that but let's see they carried pts shoes it's like Whatever, the small company. Never heard of it. What it, do you know? What it stood it was, for? No, that, that <laughs> was actually always up in there. Like they even ran an ad that showed all the things it could stand for. I think it was like <laughs> so funny because it was it was like owned by these Japanese dudes. I, I don't even know if they had any idea what they wanted to be or they just thought it sounded cool. PTS. I think it was like Plenty Tough Sport or something like that. Sick. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> but like there was a lot of dudes that skated for it. Had all these Brazilians on the team. Billy Mark skated for it at one point. Nice. Who else? Adel, Adel Diani, that Bert dude. Ah, uh, whatever. That was actually kind of a sickle company. Um, I took my first trip. We we took a trip to Brazil with that company. Whoa. That was insane. Actually, it was like we did a Big Brother tour, and um, that was insane completely insane my first trip i think out of the country other than like mexico or whatever that was completely insane what's brazil all about i've never been there um well this was like a super low budget tour we went i think we flew into sao paulo took like a bus over to rio or something um i don't know it was it was insane we did a demo somewhere in between sao paulo and rio and it was like this crazy, just giant hall. I remember it was completely packed. It was like, it was like we were like street league. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like <laughs> the hottest team on earth, even though we're just like this random shoe company. But I think it was kind of, it did pretty well down there because there was a bunch of Brazilians on the team. But um, I just remember that was a crazy ass demo, a whole bunch of crazy demos. I remember we got to Rio and like stayed in some budget ass hotel. I think it was like basically the kind of hotel you rent by the hour, like to take a prostitute too. They were like, all right, pull that in here. And then we we're like walking to try and find food and like just transsexuals walking the streets everywhere, like tranny hookers or whatever. It was crazy. So what did you do after you had sex with one? <laughs> Definitely avoided. You left that. it open. You left it open. I had to go. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was a, it was a rad trip. Uh, it was pretty eye opening. Yeah. Like, I imagine that. Culture shock. <laughs> yeah crazy and then it was actually amazing because um from rio we went to like uh i think it's called curatiba like kind of up in the north on the coast um where fabrizio santos is from i think i met him there no 
he was there. Uh, Adelmo Jr. was there. Nice. Him there. It was so sick, like the most tropical place, just chilling on the beach, did some demo up there or something. Oh, so sick. Damn, I've met both those guys. It would be so sick to kick it with them in their spot, you know? Because like, yeah. I've met them over here in America, but it would be tight to be in their lands and hang out with them. Yeah. Oh, actually, not Curitiba, Aracaju. Because I remember any time I see Adelmo, he's like, ah, Aracaju Familia. <laughs> Usually remembers. Damn, that's uh, dope. Such a dope place. Damn. All right, so we're riding for them. We're traveling and stuff. What happens from there with them? Okay, let's see. From there, okay, so those are my sponsors, I guess. And then I start filming a bunch of stuff. I gr- I'm graduating high school, so I realize I either need to like figure out if I'm going to go to college or something, or actually make skateboarding happen. Were you good at school? Uh, decent. Yeah, got good, I got good, pretty pretty good grades, but I wasn't really trying to go to any university or anything. They didn't have one for skateboarding then, that's why. No, not yet. <laughs> so, um, I guess that summer I just got all serious and, like, filmed a good video part, whatever, sponsored my video kind of thing. Um, and basically, I don't know if I was sending it to a bunch of people or something. Somehow I got one to Daewon. I had already, like, we already, you know, Daewon's pretty much local around here already. We would see him all the time, and I think I'd given him one or two videos before. He's like a mystical creature out here, dude. We like yeah. we when someone does something crazy, you're like, whoa, day one. Like <laughs> yeah. he's like a mythical creature. To you, you're jaded. That's crazy. I right, totally, totally. <laughs> I just skated with him right now. I just came back from skating with him. <laughs> Must be fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rad. I mean, I'm definitely still in a way starstruck. He's like one of my best friends, but still watching him skate. Some days you're just like he's just completely goofing around. And he's just so insanely good. Yeah, like, from from only seeing him in videos, it doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah. it's insane to me. Yeah. Sorry to derail so, you, though, but you were talking uh, about sponsorship. So, yeah, let's see. I think, yeah, whatever. I just had all this footage. We actually got it to Socrates, the film, like, world and whatever. At the time, it was DECA, you know, that, that Daewon was doing. Yep. And um, I just got my footage to Sock just because I, uh, I was trying to get stuff in 411. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll submit it for you or something. And then I guess day one was like editing a DECA video at that time and happened to watch my footage this time. And uh, he just called me like the next day, like, hey, just uh, hang tight. We're going to do something with you or whatever. Oh, sick. So, uh, I mean, that was completely, completely crazy. I remember like getting that call and then like, go. <laughs> it's crazy. I haven't thought about this forever, but I remember like going in the bathroom afterwards after hanging up and like splashing water on my face because I was like, Did that really just happened? No, it didn't just happen. Like, what? <laughs> it's like a mystical creature calling you and saying, here's your skateboard world. Uh, really. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey. Someone's got to be that person. I appreciate that it's you. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> That's so cool, man. Um, especially because if you're young and you're just aspiring. It's crazy because <laughs> you're living in Southern California, right? At that time? Mm. Yeah. So you're submersed in like that's like the mecca for skateboarding, the industry, right? I mean, right in that heart right there. So, you know, I was wondering if you knew if it's possible. Like, on the East Coast, people don't even know if it's possible sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely think any kid that grows up here could be completely jaded to it, you know? Yeah. But I got, I, growing up more in Eugene, Oregon before that, 
I really, you know, it's, it's it felt the same distance away as the East Coast, the California, you know, it was like, I didn't think there was any chance that, you know, that I could be a professional skateboarder or whatever. It just seemed so far away, such a different world. Um, but yeah, it All definitely, right. yeah, I it just, it only worked out because I did move here. Nice. That's good though. Sometimes like I did a, I did a move to Long Beach for two years and I was able to live two years skateboarding, like involved with brands and mm. stuff. It was so cool, but it was solely because I moved to Southern California, really, you know, like yeah. and pursued it, you know, like, um, question about skating with day one. Do you always feel like you suck? <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Most of the time. <laughs> once in a while, once in a while I'll beat him at skate and I feel pretty awesome. Nice. I, I, beat, him, I beat him at skate today. <laughs> That's a good one to have under your belt, dude. Yeah, for sure it is. My buddy but, like my buddy like that is Westgate. Like, yeah. he makes me feel like he sucks because he has so much pop. But like, on I forget like he's one of the best dudes in skateboarding because I hang out with him, you know. Yeah. And then I skate with him, and it's just a constant reminder. So, <laughs> but I beat him in skate, dude. Beat Hell him yeah. in skate too. Yeah. He, I always hold that under my belt, and I talk. <laughs> <all the shit>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Daywan always brings up. He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, we play skate, and it's like, of course, you got secret like certain tricks that like. You know, skate with him every day. Like, I have a, a few tricks that I've got that are his weak points. And same, you know, if he really feels like it, he'll do an inward heel, which I basically can't do. And, you know, a few other things, like fake whatever Howard heel and just, like, completely fuck me over. And, and five tries, I'll just win the game. I like that you said inward heel because I actually had on this list that said hardest trick you can't do. So yeah. <laughs> that one's in there. Yeah, basically. I'll, I'll land one every, like, 20 tries, but usually it just turns up into, like, a bizarre looking pop shove it <laughs> yep i know i'm the same exact way it's horrible looking i do it same thing <laughs> i've never learned the technique i can do them switch but i cannot do them regs i can do like i could probably get a clean one switch if i really really work hard but there's no chance mm. on regular no chance in hell <laughs> all right sorry moving along moving along are you, what kind of music are you into right now? Are you into, like, you don't have to give me a genre, but is there anything you put on that you're hyped on? Or, um, the new Radiohead album. Nice. Um, Radiohead's probably my favorite band. Well, I've but... never, I don't know if I've ever listened to them. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Give it a try. Well, they're, if, they, if they're in skate videos, I've definitely heard them. I just probably yeah. don't know. I'm sure you've heard a lot. Um, and it, not realize what you're listening to. But the whole classic. If I search it, what do I type in? Just Radiohead, a certain album? Uh, you could. You could put in uh, OK Computer or Paranoid Android. You'd recognize their old song, Creep. Nice. Like they're one of the classics, but um, you'd recognize a whole bunch of their songs. They've definitely been used in plenty of movies and stuff. Um, Tomorrow's That's What I'm Doing. Yeah, they're sick. But I, I, I was just thinking about this the other day, like, I don't really listen to music that much lately. If any, if I listen to something, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts or just, uh, I don't know, public radio and shit. <laughs> Do you have a show that you like or a podcast that I could check out? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch. Radio Lab, amazing. Um, this American Life, Comedy Bang Bang is a really good one. I watched um, that on uh, Netflix. They have a yeah, podcast? Yeah. yeah, I think it started as a podcast and then grew into that show. Sick. But uh, 
podcast is awesome. He does it like once or twice a week, even. Um, just always has comedians on. They just bullshit, and it's it's you know it can be totally hit or miss. Sometimes it's not that funny. They do characters and stuff, but uh, sometimes it's fucking so funny. It's just. Um, I fucking love podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan's like all the time. That one's like that's why I started this thing because that yeah. dude, he's just like start one if you're into something, and I'm like skateboarding, awesome, you know, like yeah. um, that one's good. I like um, Fighter and the Kid. You ever heard that? No. It's um Brian Callen who's a comedian, and then um, Brendan Schaub who's a UFC fighter, but they're fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that one, it's a lot of dick jokes. Be prepared. <laughs> Sick. Dude, I actually did a, my buddies and I used to do a podcast like a long time ago. <laughs> what was it called? Uh, the Anchor Radio Show. Nice. Yeah. Um, we always talk about getting it back together, but we just like, because we used to do it like once a week. It was super fun. My Two of my best friends, this dude, Bob and Brandon. And uh, it's strange that actually we now we live closer than ever now. They're like two blocks up the street, but we just like can never get our shit together to get <laughs> to get together and do it anymore. You got to get the band back together. You got to pick one day during the week where all your schedule lines up, and then you guys just have a great time. And then I could listen to it. I know it's so fun. The rule, the only rule was we had to be basically hammered every time. Nice. So we get like, super drunk and just start bullshitting. We got like I think we did like thirty shows or something. Dude. This was like, I don't know. It kind of fell off like four years ago or something, but uh, it was fun. What were you guys talking about? Because you were wasted. Dude, who knows? We just completely start bullshitting. <laughs> it was so funny. Did you ever have guests on? Um, yeah, we'd have people phone in. I guess we had Day One on there one time. Sick. Um, he, I mean, not just phoning in. He just showed up or whatever. But I think we had, let's see. I think we started just like giving the phone number out to listeners to call in or something. <laughs> I don't know. I I obviously can't recount it very well because I was shit hammered drunk most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you limit the beers this time. You do like a cap. You go. We can have this much. We can't get shitted. So you gotta remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it always would get like even just the sloppiest toward the end. Like I remember for sure there were some episodes where we we're like, should we even put this one up? Because we're just. It sounds so bad at the end. We're just like arguing and completely drunk. Dude, if you go back to some of my first episodes, I had some of my friends on and we just like, a one in particular that the listeners might know, if, if or if you haven't heard it, the, um, Patty's Hot Dog Shop, that one for sure is like a, a shit show. <laughs> but it's yeah. one of my favorite memories. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, it's so sick you do this. Yeah, I love this, dude. I love skateboarders. Skateboarders are the best. You know this. <laughs> For sure. All right, handrails are done. We're crossing that off the list. Oh, uh, okay. All right, here's a question. Um, how was how filming a trick for you? Like, like, what's your approach to filming a trick? Hmm. Or, like, how do you go about filming and getting tricks? Like, how do you look at it nowadays? Yeah, it's hard to say because I barely ever do anymore <laughs> i don't know it's like how often do i really actually go out with a filmer trying to get a real trick usually we're just like filming each other with phones and shit but, uh, that's sick and i don't know if that counts <laughs> but i don't know I, preferably it's awesome if you're just like going out with a filmer that can skate 
you're just super laid back. Maybe you guys are skating together. Try and warm up to something, see if something's working out, and then actually try a trick, get it on get it on film, you know? I always hated the pressure of, like, calling the photographer, getting the filmer, lining up the spot, going to the spot, having all that pressure on you, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Obviously, the pressure would make good things happen a lot of times, you know? Like, I'd <laughs> claim some trick, like, yeah, I'm going to crew grind this 13 stair or whatever. And then get there with the filmer and the photographer, and you're, like, doubting yourself. Like, oh, fuck, what have I got myself into? I can't this, just, like, say, I don't feel like doing it, guys. Just go home. <laughs> like, and is this, uh, was some of this during, before digital? Like, they had to pay for film? And like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. So then it's, like, pressure, and it's financial pressure, and it's... <laughs> that was so much pressure, dude. Trying to shoot a sequence before digital photos was insane. Yeah, weird, right? So hard. Oh, man. All right. Um, so all right. So this is kind of along the same lines. So what was it like when you were filming a Time to, Sh- time to Shine part? Like, how was that going? Um, let's see. That was a cool time. It was like, so Jason, I filmed that with Jason Hernandez. Um, he had just done the video part with Shiloh. Shiloh was like living at our house in Hollywood, you know, between like I was living with Sue and Shiloh. Is this Shiloh like um, his comeback part or like what yeah. they called it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Shiloh would just start film that part with Jason. I was out there, you know, we were always skating together. So that video came to a close and I guess just Jason kind of mentioned like, hey, what do you think about trying to film a video part? I was super into it, obviously. So we just started working on it. It was pretty laid back, you know, wasn't really sure if it was even going to happen. Um, he was just like, yeah, we'll just film and, and see if it starts coming together. And um, Jason was a pretty good friend. He lived pretty close. So it'd be, it was good. I mean, everybody says it, you know, but he's just like such a good motivator. He would like start calling or texting at like seven in the morning, you know, like, hey, you, you want to get it going or what do you think? You know, <laughs> you skating today? I'd love and just, that. Just, yeah, it was like, dude, kind of. Take, he just takes away any excuse, you know, which you, you know as well as I do that pro skaters have plenty of, find plenty of excuses not to go skate or do their job. So. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Second, so, it uh, feels like a job. It's like you kind of don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'll go skate Jake Wan today or whatever. But, you know, he'd be like, no, dude, what about that one trick you wanted to get? Let's, let's go check it out, you know? And, uh... Take you like fucking come pick you up. Make sure you get to the spot. Uh, dude, I don't know. There's this crack in front of. The, I, don't, I don't think I feel like trying. To, oh, there's a crack here. Well, like whip up some bondo. Like five minutes later, no, the spot's perfect now. So you should just try it. <laughs> and you have nothing to say. You're like fuck yeah. me, right? Take away anybody's excuse. No. So he's a problem solver. I like that though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's just like the most definitely the most motivating skateboard filmer that I ever worked with. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But it was kind of funny because we kept filming. We got a decent amount of footage. It was starting to come together. And he was just like, yeah, but like for sure, you're going to have a part in this next video. And then something happened. It was like they were planning a trip, a filming mission to Australia. And I remember like Skin was the editor at Transworld. Talked to somebody at Dwindle. Like, um, whatever. They were just like... Oh no, yeah, I don't I don't think Cooper's gonna fit into this video. Like we already have four or five guys or something. So like uh, some 
But it was weird. So I was like, oh, Jason, I don't know. They said, like, I heard from somebody else, like, I'm not getting in this video. Like, nah, dude, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, just keep filming with me, whatever. But whatever, I missed out on this Australia trip. So it was kind of, like, up in the air whether I was, like, even going to have a, a part in this video. But Sounds like Jason's going to solve that problem, though. Yeah. He just, like, it's like, no, don't worry about it, dude. Just keep filming. We're going to, don't worry. And uh, so, yeah, we just kept filming, kept filming. Had the part, and I don't know when. I guess they like, they did, like, everybody in the video got an ad before the video came out, and they ended up getting the, an ad. So it was, like, official. I was going to have a video part. Sick. <laughs> I remember it was, like, for the first six months or whatever, you know. It's like, you're supposed to be filming for a year. But the first six months, it was kind of up in the air. Like, uh, I don't even know if I'm really going to get this video part. But, um. Fuck it, though. Oops. You have the chance, so you got to film, you know. It's like, that's yeah, opportunity. Exactly. Dude, getting Transo part. Like, is a bucket list, I think. Like, especially growing mm. up, we're a similar age. So that's pretty mm. sick. Yeah. I mean, it was, like, definitely the, kind of the best thing you could do at the time. And uh, after that video part, that's what that's when they turned me pro at Almost and shit. So I definitely owe a lot to Jason. I mean, yeah, that was amazing. He hooked me up with first part. That was just completely shocking. Yeah, first uh, part is awesome. Uh, and it was rad. It was like mainly usually, so I guess there was like six video parts in that video. It's mainly Jason and I, Tim Tim and Dylan going out skating most days. And then John Holland filmed the rest of those dudes more or less. But uh, so it was sick. We did a trip to, to Barcelona. Basically everybody on that. I was sick. Good times, man. That was so, definitely. Um, to sidetrack a little bit, you said you got the board. Was it? It was after the video part. How they give you the board? How were you? Sur they surprised um, you, or? Yeah. So like, video part came out. Everybody was psyched. I actually went up to Oregon. I think I remember getting a call or something like, "Hey, we need to do this shoot for the next catalog. Can you? Are you going to be around or whatever?" And they were kind of hounding me about it. I was like, "Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'll, I'll be back soon. I'm sure, whatever." But they. You know, in hindsight, it was like, oh, they were definitely pushing me to to know what day I was going to be back. They're like, so, they're like, come on, you got to be back. You're like, fuck, man, get off my back. God <laughs> damn it. I said I'll be back when I'm back. Exactly. <laughs> no, we got to do this Cadillac shoot. We're going to do it at Disneyland. So, you know, come on. So we freaking go to Disneyland. And, uh. You serious? I was actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, we, like, cruise around Disneyland all day or something. It's pretty fun. Pretty much, I think everybody was there. Maybe not Rodney. That was the first day I ever met Lewis Marnell. Uh, we'd been giving him boards, and I think he was just getting on the team. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, whatever. We went to dinner afterwards, and he just like gave him my board. Damn. Thinking about if I was Lewis, though, one of my first trips, they take me to Disneyland. I'm sold. Disneyland. I'm sold. <laughs> Fucking sold. <laughs> that, was, that was great. What was the first graphic? Um, there was one that just had my name and some like almost logo, and then these. Oh wait, yeah, I think the two boards they showed me. I'm not even sure if one of them came out. I think one of them got scratched. Like they just took it out of the lineup. It was like a uh, kind of a parody of an old Tony Hawk. Uh, I don't know. Some old. It kind of looked like this Tony Hawk board. I guess it was like a bird skull or something. Yeah. So, like almost making fun of his old power board or whatever. But I think that one got taken out and we ended up doing this one with like me on my motorcycle with these chicks on motorcycles right next to me. 
Oh, I'm thinking about the one with Haslam, though. Didn't you do one with Haslam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was a couple <laughs> years later, but yeah. Uh, I love that word. Because that, that was like a throwback kind of thing to an old Rodney graphic. Do you remember that? Yeah, but it was like a hot chick and her, her two-piece set is out. and like. Yep. But then it's Haslam with his piece. <laughs> <laughs> Just his chest and long hair looking glorious. <laughs> That's so good, man. Love that one. I remember trying to talk him into doing it. I think, I think that board was my idea. I was like, "What if, what if Haslam sitting behind me, like looking like a chip?" Haslam, you be down for this? He's like, "Are you kidding?" Did we just become best friends? (laughs) (laughs) We did. (laughs) That's what he's a good buddy because he's down. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sick that he was down for that. You know what I liked? To, you know what I liked about your part, uh, "A Time to Shine." It was the ending. You had like you spoke a little bit. I thought that was sick. Mm. Thanks, man. Where'd that go? Yeah, from? definitely. Um, just did a little interview with Jason. Um, at the end, like I think after we'd already filmed everything, he's like wanted to do interviews or something. And um, I don't know. I just remember like drinking a couple of beers and hanging out in his room and talking for a long time. That was one of the things that came out. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it. I really, I liked it because it added a little depth to skating. You know, like I always like when people add things like that. Like Mark Johnson, he he mm-hmm. added he added um, just talking, like whatever, just expression, and I fucking yeah. love that. So yeah, I mean, it's totally brilliant on the part of Jason because it like completely put you know puts in some personality that you can't really see through your skating. You know, there's only so much you're gonna understand from watching a dude's video part you know yeah you can kind of tell their approach by like if they're super aggressive or style wise like if they're super chill laid back like you can kind of tell the personality a little bit but like when you hear someone speak and talk and conversate then you get to know the content and the character it's like and it adds so much to the skating i feel yeah completely it's definitely important have you ever been nervous in interviews like uh magazine interviews and stuff like that uh yeah i'm sure i think probably every time the first five or ten minutes before you kind of get into the groove and relax about it yeah i'm sim- i'm always nervous at, at first for sure and then it gets pretty mellow after a while yeah it's i only ask because uh sorry elwood and amber like to interrupt my show everyone knows <laughs> that. i can't do anything about it coop that's just their little shout out. They're like, yeah, what's up? We're over here. I know. And they just don't listen to me neither. They're like, fuck you, man. We're doing it. They're good like 90% of the day. And then they need their 10% where they're just not going to listen. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, yeah, I like that, dude. That's so cool. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> Sorry. We covered music. Oh, I wanted to talk about... Um, you had a the DECA video. You had like a hidden part. Yeah. Is oh, it shit. was it actually hidden? Because I saw it online and it was it was that the name of the video or was it actual hidden part from the video? Um, it was like a DVD bonus or whatever. Like, because nice. I got on right after the video had already premiered, and then that's basically all the footage from my sponsor video that got me on the team. Um, like, I don't know. They wanted those dudes were like, yeah, what if we just like put it on on the dvd it'll be like a little bonus thing to hype people up but it kind of a shame because i mean i don't think i guess whatever deca second to none that video is like 
I don't know how much reach it had in the first place, you know, but um, yeah, whatever. As a DVD bonus, it's kind of a, I don't think that many people saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, at the time, that was that was kind of a big deal in a way. Yeah. Um, it was almost like a selling point, like, oh, maybe I should get the DVD because there's like this real, this bonus stuff on it, but um, it's hard to believe that now. I um but, I always liked Deco, like being in the East Coast and uh, in the winters in fucking basements skating and breaking dryers and shit because our boards are slipping yeah. out. We were a fan of Decca for sure. Like I followed all yeah. the magazines and videos and like knew all the tricks and watched all the four on ones and like they were all my buddies. Like I I had to go to my friend's house to watch all that stuff and see it, but we were paying attention. It was sick. Mm, um, right. I was paying attention so much you had cornrows on the backside nose blunt. <laughs> it's sick. Totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of music were you listening to then? Dude, that's that's a super strange thing that happened actually because i got cornrows a few times from this girl katie i'm so jealous i wish i did it <laughs> i can't do it now but i wish i did it then yeah good for it you it was actually me and my, my that buddy brandon one of the dudes that we do the podcast with but uh we were all just like dude it didn't even have anything to do like i mean everybody's thought i was like some like gangster <laughs> yeah Deco, I was, like, yeah. Like, gangster or whatever but it was just fun you know like i had some kind of long hair i was like dude let me get it braided up Fuck but it was you. weird because it just gave people completely the wrong idea. Because the first like three photos I ever had in magazines, I had cornrows. So There's like, oh, this dude's like trying to be gangster. Or <laughs> but when it, all right, this is really strange because the girl Katie who did those cornrows from Pedro, uh, Daywan's with, with her now. <laughs> wow! Whoa, full like, circle. Yeah, and like we didn't, I don't, I didn't introduce them or anything. But uh, yeah, it's super strange. Kind of a coincidence. That's awesome. What what music were you listening to then? Was it like Sarah McLaughlin? It wasn't like gangster rap. <laughs> I mean, there might have been some rap in there, but uh, shit, man, what was I listening to back then? I have no idea. Probably something embarrassing. That's all right. I um I dyed my hair blonde because of Eminem before. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not too proud to admit it. <laughs> cool. Man. Yeah, that part was gnarly too. The hidden part, like, man, you did, you got down, dude. I, what I really liked is time to shine. It seemed like you had drive and you were really focused. Not to say you, that you don't now, because I'm excited to see whatever you put out, you know. But um, then, like, just watching those video parts, I'm like, whoa, this dude is really like pushing himself, and you're filming shit that was like really good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Did you were, you were you just trying to do the best you could, or like, I, I'm like, where's the pressure come from? That's a good question, man. I don't know. It was just that, that drive to accomplish something back then. You know? And I, it's shame to say, but, you know, I'm older and I don't really have, I don't definitely don't have the same drive anymore. I don't have, like, something to prove like I did at the time, you know? Yeah. Or whatever it is. I don't know. In a, in a way, I do. You know, I still want to get out and I still want to, I still want to, like, you know, come up with new tricks, progress somehow. But, um, for sure, there was just like kind of a fire at that time, you know. You're a young kid, and you're just like, I don't know, you got probably some pent up anger or something. You're just like the only way you can get it. I mean, when I was younger, when I was like a teenager, it was like real, just like I had to get out and skate, or else I would like punch a hole in the wall sometimes because I was just pissed about school or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh man, it's strange because it like I'd be so angry back then, but I, I kind of missed that feeling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a, you're a sadist. You're a, you like punishment. 
<laughs> I don't know what the word is, but you like punishment. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Me too. I abused skateboarding for a long time. Because, yeah. like, I used it for emotional stability, you know? Like, I'd have ups and downs, and I would just want to go skate, 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 skate. To the point where, like, mm-hmm. I just overskated. I was always hurt. So, like, mm-hmm. my relationship has changed with skateboarding over the years. <laughs> I like where it's at now. Yeah. I'm, like, older. I'm 33, and I uh, am more secure, and uh, I can skate when I when I want. Like, even if it's once a week, it's like, okay, I can make that time to go skate, and if I want to film, make it happen. So, I don't know. I feel like it's a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yourself? Do you get... Do, do you have any projects coming up, or anything you're working on, skating-wise? I don't think I... No, not really. No, nothing right now. Um, I'm trying to put pressure on you because I want to see your skating. <laughs> I watched everything today. I'm fucking hungry for more, man. <laughs> I was watching all the stuff, all the trick tips, and like, there's a bunch of stuff. If you just type your name into YouTube, I'm sure you know that. But people listening, <laughs> honestly, haven't searched for myself on YouTube probably maybe ever. I should. Oh. I should know what's floating out there. Yeah, don't look at my computer. <laughs> <laughs> It's like dicks, Anthony dicks. Anthony. It's like what? Why? Why? Why should you go back and forth so much? <laughs> Why not just the dicks? <laughs> all right, all right. I feel like the podcast is loosening up. I think I could ask you about the Olympics. How do you feel about the state of skateboarding? Good, bad, direction? What do you think about now? No pressure. No pressure. I was just talking about dicks. Don't worry about it. Oh, man. Jeez, I don't know. I honestly can't say that I'm very, very dialed up on, like, what's going on in skateboarding and why. I kind of just do my thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I definitely, I don't know. Skateboarding is definitely in a weird place right now where it's kind of being taken over by corporations in a way. Um, but definitely you have a lot of, like, smaller board companies popping up and, like, kind of keeping it real in a way so uh you know there's definitely things to be unhappy about but i guess it's probably always like that you're always gonna be able to find something that to complain about yeah i feel like when skateboarding is popular people aren't happy and then when skateboarding is not popular people aren't happy (laughs) there's like the same amount of unhappy people either way Uh, it's funny because when you're little, it's like you want skateboarding to be everywhere, right? Because you're like, I want more people to skate. I want more friends to skate with. I want skating on TV. I want it on my lunchbox. If you get a lunchbox, I want it on this, that, maybe blah, 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 my shoes, whatever. And then when it's everywhere, then people are like, oh, I wish it was just mine. Yeah. Exactly. It's not mine anymore. That's what I'm learning. And I, I mean, I've had similar thoughts as well. But skating is in a weird spot. It's like democratized now, kind of, because the, the media... Uh, anyone can express themselves. Anyone can put footage out there. It's not like you have to go through proper channels like magazines and videos like kind of at the time had like a stranglehold in a good way. It was the shit I loved. It helped progress us to this point now, you know, like those dudes uh, that do all that should be the media. They are the media now. A lot of them transitioned, you know, from magazines to websites and like I love that they still put out the print as well, which is awesome, the people that do. Um, but now it's like anyone can be anywhere. Yeah. If you have yeah. an iPhone, you could film the whole video part. Mm-hmm. Editing's everywhere. Yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's strange because it's like, I don't know. It was a good thing. You know, it, yeah. it was a good system in a way where like, 
you kind of had to continually prove yourself to, to be able to get in magazines and stuff. And you still do, but it's just like, you know, any kid can have their little 15 seconds of fame on Instagram now, you know, some like insane laser flip, crooked Ryan Lee flip out or whatever. Yeah. And then you're just like shocked by this kid. And then that's probably the only thing you're ever going to see of that kid <laughs> before. So yeah. insane, whatever. Yeah. The thing, the thing is like, um, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Like there's tons of like, now that we can see it everywhere, it's like people are shocking every day. You go in there like, holy shit, I've never seen that trick. Oh, holy shit. But I still feel like there's something to be said about people that like build careers and have stories and like have been around. Longevity is like what I love because obviously I have podcasts. I want to hear people's stories, their character, how they handle situations. Like even if you can go on Instagram and get that laser heel and then you get 50,000 views, then what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to keep fucking skating. Not a, like, you can't beat skateboarding. So it's like. I don't know. It's strange. I feel like the new medium, though, the new media and all the stuff, podcasting, videos, all this stuff, you could tell an amazing story with all the stuff we have now, you know, about someone's life or their their plight, stories, you know. Yeah. Which comes with careers and long time, longevity. You have to stay in there. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, we come from that time when we were into reading, reading the interview in the magazine with the dudes and, you know, like, guys from guys like us or I don't know at least older dudes are sure want to listen to a podcast and learn about things but learn about people's lives oh shit can you hear me yeah I can hear you you still there okay sweet yeah so poor connection for a second that's alright but you know everything everything in society is like all becoming bite sized you know little snippets snapchat instagram whatever like the younger kids don't have any patience they don't you know they're, they're not going to listen to this podcast they're not going to they would never consider reading through a whole interview in a magazine they don't half of them don't even know what a magazine is anymore they're busy <laughs> probably they're, never held a magazine in their life yeah that's all right because they're busy consuming right now they can consume yeah. all they want and then they can become creators and vice versa and you fluctuate right. e ebbs and flows <laughs> mm -hmm. i've been that kid that like didn't give a fuck about anything and just skate 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 didn't even pay attention to magazines or videos or anything because i was too busy doing it i was like i want to mm. do this i want to create i've been that dude for sure not always sure. the nice dude though not i don't want yeah. i'm glad i'm not him anymore yeah. <laughs> i mean i was the same but it was like i would skate fucking eight hours in the day i'd be tired and go home and then completely memorize my thrasher like literally memorize every caption of every photo yeah look so close at every single photo you know like oh it was such such a different time <laughs> yeah dude i remember my first magazines and videos like it was winter time i was just getting into skating my friend showed me and i was like holy shit there's like a fucking world of skateboarding like there's pros there's pro models there's shoes there's clothing there's teams and like all this shit and i was like i gotta learn everything every magazine i could get same like just like you were saying like consuming 100 percent all of it and then you're like whoa that's so sick now i want to be a part of it you know like um mm. It's cool. That's why I really like um, the time to shine part because that's kind of like uh, – that's awesome. That like solidified it for you, I guess, right? That's when you turn pro after that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's funny because whatever, like, whatever I speak about in the end of that part is talking about how I don't really give a shit about turning pro and then I got turned pro right there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Maybe that's why you should turn pro because you don't give a yeah. shit. You don't escape. <laughs> 
That's awesome. But it's kind of weird because uh, Transworld, they're like um, the magazines and videos. Their videos are very influential in skateboarding. That was like if you could get a Transworld part, like you're going to be doing pretty well in skateboarding or you already are, you know? Like that's what my perception was coming from the East Coast. Like the dudes that got into them, that, you know, and that was like – seemed like an honor. So cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean there were the sh- such good videos. Yeah. Um, super high quality. So yeah, I was fucking, I was pretty much over the moon when I got apart. <laughs> Congratulations, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I can definitely say, I think that's probably my favorite video part that I ever had still to this day. Um, still psyched when I look back on it. Hell yeah. Um, before we go, I'm not going to hold you up too much longer. I I just have to cross off cornrows because I'll keep looking at that. <laughs> it just is awesome. <laughs> I never did it. I really wish I did it. God damn it. Um, oh, the I want to. I asked you this already, but I don't think we really touched on it. How do you feel about the Olympics before we go? Do you think it's going to matter, or if it really happens, like could you see skateboarding turning into like tennis? <laughs> I don't. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I, personally, I hate skateboarding contests. <laughs> I think it's just. I think it's completely not what skateboarding is about contests. Um, if you can go and do a run and do tricks consistently, that's completely, you're like, you're skate, you're not doing it right. You know, <laughs> skateboarding is about like, just like cruising out and trying some trick a hundred times and finally landing at one time. Yeah. If you can do something over and over again, it's no fun. That's why I don't think it should ever be anything like, you know, real sports or whatever. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, Real sports are more about consistently performing over and over again. But if you can, you know, if you can kickflip this pyramid and you can crooked run this thing, you could nolly backtail this thing every time and get high scores. Then you sh- you shouldn't, you know, you should be nolly flip backtailing that or something. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's lame. It's like yeah, yeah I feel I, I feel the same point. way. If the, if you add rules to something that is like should be free then it sucks i hate when rules are added skating should be like fun at least that's maybe i don't know how what it should be to other people but to me the part i enjoy is that there's no rules and you can be anybody from anywhere and any preference and you can like fucking skateboard and you'll get accepted even if you're an angry kid in the corner mm-hmm. yeah and then i feel like if you start adding points and like uniforms and stuff and like it just gets weird but I mean, yep. but I always say too, like skateboarding's for everyone. So if it's for me, the angry little fucking shithead kid, then it's for that jock kid that wants to add the points up. You know, the problem with that system is that um, there can only be one number one Highlander. It can be mm. only. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew Highlander would come and play in my life somehow, and it just did right there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's 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 good, you know. If you're if you're that skater, a contest skater, good for you. I, I honestly I wish I could skate that well and that consistently too. But you know, it doesn't do anything for me to watch a video uh, contest. I, I just don't understand how anybody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, contest skaters, I would just rather see them skate uh, on a real day and try something even harder than what they're doing in their contest run. Yeah, I'd rather see them skate something they chose at least, you know? Like yeah. Instead, yeah. I know that some of them choose to go to the contest, but I don't know if they design the course. Maybe they should. 
but it, then it'd be unfair, right? Now the rules are kicking us in the ass again, Coop. <laughs> All these fucking rules, dude. Rules. There should be no rules. We have the internet now, too. There should be no rules. People should be running wild. I think there should be more podcasts, like um, Jim Greco. I'd like to hear that guy talk a lot. That'd be entertaining as fuck, I bet. <laughs> if, so, if you could pick a pro to... Uh, oh, this is a question I want to make sure I include in all episodes now, which I don't know if I will. But um, hypothetically, if you had to fight one pro, who would it be and why? It's made up. It's made up, Coop. I asked Leo Romero this, and he was, like, reluctant to answer, but then he came out swinging with a good one. Dude, give me a minute. No pressure, no pressure. (laughs) It could be for comical reasons. It could be just you could make up something, but, I mean, I'll give give mine after yours. Okay. Dude, I can't even think of anything. Nothing. Even even for comical reasons. I'm, I'm... I'm a lover, man. I'm not a fighter. Really? You've never been in a fight? Uh, no, not a real one. A couple, like, scuffles. I remember something something at, like, UCSD one time. Like a security <laughs> guard? No, no. I guess that I've had a couple of those, too. But this was some, like, ridiculous party. Um, no, a couple little things. For, for sure, I'm just completely, like, non-confrontational, dude. That's not a bad thing. Good for you. You probably have no. a very nice life. <laughs> <laughs> a better way to live. All right. What's your um, better question? What's your poison? What do you like? Do you like what's your drugs you're into? Um, just the occasional drink. Nice. Uh, I like to drink a good beer. I just had a nice beer with with lunch with day one right now. What'd you have? Uh, Lagunitas Pale Ale. Nice. Good choice. You're very tasty. Nice. You dr- you like caffeine? That's a good drug. Oh yeah, of course. That's yeah, like a constant four or five cups a day for sure. How do you drink them? Uh, I mean, usually just regular drip coffee, but um, I have a little espresso machine too. I'll make whatever. I'm down for a latte. Down nice. for espresso occasionally. Nice. When you get like a normal coffee, you put cream and sugar. Uh, no sugar, but yeah, a little cream. Nice. Mellow it out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, drink I, just came, I just came back from Portugal, and it's it's so nice to be able to like every single place. I was thinking about it because it's like if you hear if you go to Seven Eleven or whatever, you can get a coffee, but it's pretty disgusting. Or any like gas station, they always have like a pot of coffee, but it's so bad. Horrible. But in Portugal, every single place, little place, will have a espresso machine. It was like a dollar for an espresso shot everywhere I just like get them all day long and they're always super good yeah i've been to portugal it's beautiful there and there's great mm-hmm. food too mm-hmm. yeah, that was rad. i went with um chris naraco and uh he took portuguese skateboarders to portugal <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> really yeah Lu- louis barletta was on that trip that dude is awesome He's like one of those dudes that I was like, if I ever met him, I hope he doesn't let me down. And then I met him, and he didn't let me down. He's like, <laughs> he shredded, and his personality was classic. Yeah. Oh, he's so funny, dude. Love that dude. <laughs> That's nice when that happens. That, another dude that happened to was Aaron Susky. Like, I always liked Aaron Susky skating, and then when I met him, I was like, this dude's classic, too. Like, fuck yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to... <laughs> that old question, I'm going to say, I would have to 
just to punch Louie and see how that bowl cut flies back in the air. <laughs> Slow-mo on Instagram. That's what your career is all about now. Uh, you'd, be you'd be like, ow, oh, why did you do that? <laughs> He'd be a good one to fight. I feel like he yeah. knows to like some like jujitsu or something, maybe. Yeah. I'm sure he'd come back. He'd be like he wouldn't be like a strong punch, but he'd be like a ferret, like have some weird style, he'd like claws you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's like flexible. I've seen him do some grabs in like tweak and like he could definitely like wrestle he'd probably lock you up in a headlock and then you have to tap out to <laughs> He'd be probably just giving you a noogie. You're like, oh, all right, stop, stop. <laughs> that was a perfect dude. To, you nailed that question. A plus, you've now graduated. Oh, thank you. Glad his name came up. Great. Dude, you're awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for hitting me up. Yeah, it means a lot, dude, because, like, even just for me, like I said, I like to consume skateboarding, and I've been watching your skateboarding for a long time now. And uh, it's nice to, like, really sit down and chop it up and, like, know that you're an epic dude and your skating is fucking amazing, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I can say the same about you. I always I, like your skating, too, man. 